All right, Brian, I had this idea for something we could riff on today, and it's kind of like a in the gaming space, it's been a big thing about it, but it's also in everyday life, I think about it. It's about working hard and the value of hard work. So what do you think about that? Well, let's work hard and do it. All right, or let's hardly work. I'm not really sure. <laughs> so today on Curiosity Continuum, we're going to talk about the value of hard work. Launch out with us as we discuss it today on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Brian. And this is Josh. Welcome to Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends whose mission is to guide you through a changing world by helping you level up your contextual awareness and also your collaboration and problem-solving skills. Our conversations explore, examine, and reframe practical topics that help you learn something new and apply what you already know in a new way. If you find these conversations helpful, please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and rate us. Just also, leave a review so others can join the community. And you can always find us on our social media and curiositycontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in and let's start the conversation. Okay, so the value of hard work, it sounds very old school kind in of, some ways. Kind of big, big topic, <laughs> old big school. Topic. Yeah, like when I think about hard work, I, I, I just always think about the older generation for some reason. But it still applies today that hard work is good. Every generation benefits from people who work hard. Some people would criticize every younger generation that they hardly work. But I guarantee you there are hardworking people in every generation. The difference is now is that there's different ways to kind of ply your hard work into things where you, you don't always have to work as hard necessarily in the amount of volume that we would think about right. maybe for our grandparents all the time. And you it's know a, what I'm saying? And it's a different work, too. It's not always the physical labor. Because I think when people think when you say hard work, they're thinking like I'm a farmer or something and I'm out there for 12 hours a day on the field bailing hay, which is a hard work job and it's hard work and it's a valid job. But a lot of hard work today isn't like that. Right, Brian? It's a different kind of stress. I remember even in my, my dad's generation, he had a best friend and they both had very different careers. Uh, my dad's friend owned a bricklaying company. So very physical construction work. My dad was in an office job dealing with credit and all the other different kinds of deals. And I was over at the friend's house for a barbecue because our families were together often. My mom said to me, and you notice the different kinds of stress that both men wear. And I remember this conversation for the rest of my life because I could see the type of stress that my dad had and how it kind of wore on his face. And then I could see the stress on his friend's face from equally hard work, but different and they wore it differently. Um, interestingly, they kind of both passed away around the same time as well. Um, maybe Josh and my story, you know, we pass away like maybe on the same day, many, many years from now. <laughs> I don't know. But did we, we've had even different paths. And so you wear that stress differently. And it also then affects how you need to unplug. Probably for the same reasons why when you're like an office professional, maybe you want to go out and hike the mountains. Or if you're like a hardworking person like a farmer it's like oh, i want to sit here and not, not do, do anything. anything yeah like what do you mean go to the gym it doesn't make sense you know right i also think that we need to kind of define um hard work and it also doesn't mean working all the time 
and working so you're taking all your time away from your family or from your other endeavors in life, right, Brian? Correct. There's a working hard and working smart. They actually should go hand in hand. Right. So I wanted to kind of like give um, an idea about hard work and how it's being viewed today too because in some industries it seems like if you're working hard, you're putting in extra time, people are thinking you're being like pressured to do that. I don't know. In an office situation, have you ever seen that, Brian, where like some people are putting in like 10-hour days, other people putting in like 8-hour days and they're being like silently judged or at least they think so by their peers? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Depending on what company you go into, that's a default position that you see. Yeah, and it's usually coming from the top, right? Like I would think that the top managers are usually those ones that are applying that pressure or at least people above you. Well, yeah, they think that a, a the amount of volume equals more hard work. And that's not true because there's been a lot of uh, companies, they've gone to like a four-day work week, they've worked like four 10-hour days, and these people work hard for those four days and they have a three-day weekend because there's a great incentive to be able to do that, right? Yeah, speaking of that too, like I do that like for myself. I work really hard so I can get to do nothing. <laughs> and I know like a lot of people don't look at it that way. But I love putting in like, like if I'm doing like a creative project or we're doing this podcast, I love putting in that time where it's done. And when it's done, you do get that like relief and that kind of like euphoria. And you're like, OK, yeah. it's done. And I'm like actually accomplished something today. And we should actually decouple hard work from uh, income or revenue for yourself. Right. That sounds funny to do that, but like you could work really hard at a really low paying job and really have nothing to show for it. Or you worked really hard on something and you didn't maybe apply some of the problem solving skills to make it easier. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. It's a level of effort like expended for something. Some of the most successful people in the world and actually probably all the successful people in the world are the hardest worker in the room. And they're like, well, it doesn't seem like you really work anymore. It's like, right. well, you didn't see all the stuff that came before and the sacrifice right. that I made. And I think that's that comes with a lot of people in higher paid positions or like owners of businesses. Like you'll see them, you know, they're out in their, they're like working a three-day work week and they're getting all this, you know, get they have people to do everything for them. But you never saw when they worked seven days a row for 15 years. You know, for example, right. I want to use example like Jeff Bezos. He worked all the time. Part of the reason that he got divorced because like his wife and him didn't even know each other anymore. You know, I mean, because they spent so much time apart. And I know that happened with Elon Musk, too. It happens with a lot of people that are um, highly driven individuals to for a goal and they're goal oriented yeah. people. And that's uh, there's a precarious place there because they worked really hard on their industry they worked probably not hard on their intimacy. Right, because something has to give somewhere, right? It does. And, yeah, and that's where I want to I wanna kind of pull this to. I want to pull this to this value of this hard work, and you can still have a meaningful life, a fulfilling life outside of work. You don't always have to be working. And the work, really, it could be relational. It could be professional. It could be personal. It could be financial. It could be whatever. We, we, Josh and I advocate that if you're going to do something, I mean, do it right. Do it well. You right, know, have, right. Have a plan, work on it. If you kind of casually work at it, you're going to kind of casually get results. But if you really want something to change, 
it requires hard work. Sometimes that hard work, honestly, is you're fighting yourself more than the situation. Right. And I think that sometimes also you're fighting, you're fighting a perception. Like if you're, if you're telling somebody like, look, I'm working hard and people are like, oh, oh, don't, don't bother you then. Or, you know, (laughs) it's like, no, it's okay. You know, you can talk to me. I'm still a human being. Or, you know, yeah, I'm still going to do this tonight outside of work. And sometimes, too, your work will blend into your, like, relaxation time in a way that makes it, like, rewarding and exhausting at the same time. Right, Brian? Yes. And you should not equate the fact that you put in hard work that you have to dislike it. I find a lot of people feel like they're falling on the sword in the right way. Right. That, like, you know, I'm working hard and I don't like it so I can get to the stuff that I really want to do. And you can enjoy your work and work hard. And it may not feel like you're working hard because you're having that much enjoyment from what you're doing. But those are different things. See, the hard work quotient, Some, depending on how you characterize it in a different group, they'll say, well, that means I won't enjoy it. That means that I won't see the benefit because I'm not working smart or whatever term you want to use. We should, you should work smart. And you should try to find work that you enjoy because that'll even make you work harder, believe it or not. Like you're going to want to do that. And it's not going to even feel like you're putting in the effort. The hard work feeling and the effort feeling can be separated from one another. Yes. And I also think that it might be kind of interesting to talk about different fields. Like, for example, like creative fields that you don't always work like an eight hour day and then go home. You know, you might be putting in you know, three hours in the morning doing something else and then, you know, staying up really late at night working on like, you know, you're, if you're an animator, you're animating or if you, but for us, like, for example, like this podcast, we work on this sometimes, you know, after our day jobs for hours on end and it doesn't feel like work. It's actually very fulfilling for us. But you're also seeing the result of hard work by, hearing having our episodes publish for you guys you know yeah and it's something we enjoy doing and it probably comes through if we didn't like this thing you'd be like i don't want to listen to these guys this this is not good you know yeah and i think it's good to kind of like riff on these topics and and it is hard to do and for us you know for us we take a little bit of sacrifice out of our lives at night or in the evening or you know on the weekend or whatever we figure it out, but it never felt like work I wasn't willing to do. And I think that's the difference. And, and I'll say that too. It, I would agree with that. And the discipline to do it when you don't feel like it. Sometimes Josh and I are both tired and shagged out and we're like, we're still going to record. And it ends up being like a great episode. Like right. you kind of show up for your own life. If you show up and go, I'm going to be here. I'm committed to do the work. We're not at like nobody's asking for unless you're like in a public company where they say we always need to see the profits go up and the shareholder value and that I have a whole other podcast probably about that (laughs) topic. (laughs) But, uh, you know, are you doing better? Success is never like the straight line. But that that's what makes like quarterly earnings calls for public companies just absolutely ludicrous. Well, we didn't see the steady line all the way up. It's like going, do you realize that businesses go through cycles? And Amazon's probably a great thing of that. Like the result is that Amazon rules the world right now. Yeah. But were you seeing like those returns quarter over quarter? Absolutely not. Well, I actually read uh, a very interesting article on that where, and you know, you've read stuff about it too, but like 
where Amazon didn't actually turn a profit until 2016. All their profits were going back into their business. I mean, it doesn't mean the employees weren't being paid because there were employees being paid, but it started out with just one dude selling books. <laughs> Let's not forget that, folks. Yeah. And it's just like now in diversification or iterating on himself is the way that they got to do it, the way they got to where they are not at now. And now they yeah. have their hands in everything. Yes. Now, I read an interesting thing from uh, Jeff Bezos saying that if you had, you waited till you had 90% of the information to make a decision, you're moving too slow. He estimated at about 70% of the right information to take that jump, sure. to be first to the market, to innovate. He said, because if you're waiting, you're falling behind on things. Well, and if you're waiting, because it takes time to get this rolling, your other people are going to beat you to it. Mm-hmm. So the hard work, sometimes people don't want to do it unless they know there's a result. Right. But sometimes the result actually is failure. And that means that you've learned from something if you're going to continue to go on. Right. It's not a flush down the toilet. And people need to really remember that, like, if I spent two years of my life doing this and it was an absolute disaster... It doesn't mean that it's wasted. And it doesn't mean that it wasn't useful where you can learn from. So there's always that thing for even if anything happens, you should think about like, how did I get here? What happened? You know, uh, not all of us are able to say I got here because I went to the gas station. I bought me a Powerball ticket. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it, My last it paid $5 off. and now I'm good. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> it's not Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory, everybody. So. You know, to think about that, though, for a second, that is like a uh, that's a ballsy move where you have like your last five bucks. And it's like you can put five bucks of gas in your car or buy a Powerball. And you're like, you know what? Screw it. Buy the Powerball. <laughs> you like, let it ride. And then you win. <laughs> but how many right. people don't win? <laughs> Right, because yeah. they're trying to skip out the hard work. Right. You know, they'd rather take the shortcut. There's actually a great show that Josh and I both enjoyed. It's called Undercover Billionaire, and it's a story of, um, it's like a eight-episode limited series where Glenn Stearns, who's a self-made billionaire, goes and he will try to make a million-dollar business in 90 days in a town that he doesn't know, a phone with no contacts, and like 100 bucks in his pocket. Really fascinating stuff, because he had to make very strategic bets along the way to jump. And he knew that these things really like could make or break his hard work. And right. it's a really eye opening thing for anybody to watch, kind of see how somebody who came from nothing came to a lot to kind of try to rebuild it. And those things that you learn along the way is really important to understand how your hard work actually has a goal. And that's actually probably Josh, the takeaway is when you're working hard, what is your goal? Because you could just feel like you've accomplished something by working hard. Right. But what is what are you actually trying to achieve with your hard work? And it doesn't have to be a professional goal. It's a personal goal. It's a relational goal, whatever it might be. Then it's like the hard work has a clear target. And when you're working towards something versus just putting in the time, man, what a difference that makes. Right. Because you're having, first of all, a purpose maybe bigger than yourself. Like let's say your goal is to work hard so that you and your family can, you know, be more independent or you can, or you, you're working hard because you don't want to have to work hard all the time. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a valid goal. I mean, I've seen people that say, look, I'm going to work really hard until I'm like, cause I'm going to make enough money by, by the time I'm 55 that I can go down to part-time work. Yeah. And that's their goal. That's their whole goal. And so they're working like 80 hours a week to make that goal happen. And you know what, if that's your goal and that's what you want to do, that's great. 
Mm-hmm. But there are other people who are like, look, my goal is to spend more time with my family. So this is where yeah. Brian's idea of smart work comes in too, where we want to like not always work hard, <laughs> work smart and hard. And understand that you might not perceive the value of somebody else's hard work because it's not in an arena that you would say, well, they're not working hard. You know, maybe their goal is to watch their children grow up and attend every single game that they go, you know, they're right. a part of in, in school sports. They're working really hard to do that, to manage their life. Don't be so quick to make a snap decision or a judgment on somebody to go, well, they're not working. It's like, you don't know what they're working on until you ask them and have a conversation, which I would encourage you to have a conversation like we do on Curiosity Continuum every week (laughs) to be able to go and understand how people are working hard. Because I guarantee you, you can learn from somebody else's model and apply it to your own. Yeah. So I think maybe that's probably a good place to put a comma on, Brian. I think so, Josh. Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum. Mm